0: The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure foundationorg Some of you probably heard that a few weeks back, uh, after the big snowstorm here in New York City, uh, we were at church and we were worshiping together, And two men walked into the service and joined the service with us. And in the middle of the service, they left. Uh, But before they left, they managed to steal one of our members' cell phones. And if you're hearing that for the first time, maybe you kind of get a weird pit in your stomach. Like, how could that happen in the middle of a church service? But I want to tell you that, that the Sunday, that was Sunday, the Wednesday after, I was driving around this area, and I was looking for parking, so it took a long time. And I was driving around, and guess who walked right in front of me? The two thieves walked right in front of my van. So I called pastor, and, and I hopped out of my car, and we, we followed them to the seven train, the station. And finally, we, we caught up to them and, and met up with them on the platform of the seven train on sixty first, and pastor stopped them and said, "Hey, you you were at our church on Sunday, weren't you?" And they were like, "No, no, we weren't." And they like made up all these excuses why we they maybe looked familiar to us. And and I was pastor was less sure. I was maybe ninety percent sure it was them, but the train came and. They got on the train, and we didn't. And I felt like a big failure. I felt like such a failure because here was my opportunity to, to get justice. And so I went back to church, and I had this scene playing in my head. And they say hindsight's twenty twenty. But I still couldn't figure out what I should have done in the situation when I was there. And I was playing it through my head the whole day, couldn't figure it out. And the next morning, I started my text study for this sermon. <laughs> and I opened the Bible. And honestly, I wish I would have had this text before that situation because I would have known exactly what to do. And so... I did my text study and and I went to pastor and I was like, look, I have to tell these people exactly what to do. If they're in a situation like that, they need to know what to do. I was so excited. But pastor didn't let me write that sermon. (laughs) And I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't, because if I would have preached that sermon. I would have missed out on this text. And so after reading this text this morning, I want to I want to dig in and I want to talk about four things that I would have missed if I would have preached that sermon just just about that phone. All right. So if if you're online, could you open up your Bibles to Romans 12? We're on page 11 here on your bulletins. We'll read through Romans 12, starting at verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. The first thing I would have missed out on this text, if I would have preached that sermon about about the phone, is I would have missed how deep this text is. Look at look at verse, um, verse nineteen or verse fourteen. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Who are we to bless in this verse? The people who persecute us. And Paul knew what it was like to be persecuted. In fact, he was persecuted so badly. He was stoned, and they thought he was dead, so he, he left. The, everyone left him alone. That's how badly Paul was persecuted, left to die. And it was the same situation with the Romans. And this is the depth of persecution we're talking about. And I'm not trying to say that having your phone stolen is, isn't a bad thing. That hurts too. But it's not the level here that Paul's talking about of hurt. And I know you've been hurt deeper than that too. The things that you really want revenge for, the people you really want to hurt back for hurting you probably didn't steal a phone from you. They probably did something that I don't want to speak from this pulpit. And so there's these terrible things that happen in our lives And so I guess I'm just glad we get to talk on that level today, on that level of hurt. The second thing I'm glad that we get this opportunity to talk about this sermon is is I would have missed a chance to show you that justice really will be served for what happens on this earth. You would have been left with a story where, where two guys sail away into this sunset and get away. But it's not that way with our God. It's not that way at all. And I want us to look at verse 19 here. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. The first thing we need to know about if we want justice for what happened to us is we need to step aside. We need to get out of the way because if we take justice, if we do something out of revenge, we're really not making justice. What we're doing is we're bringing more evil into the world. Do you know what the Newton's cradle is? It's like this, it's this cradle and it's six metal balls and they're connected with strings. And what you do is you, you take one of the balls and you lift it up and you drop it. And The ball hits the other one, and the energy transfers through all six until the last one shoots out. And then what happens? It comes back. And it would keep on going forever if it weren't for friction. And I want to tell you that that is exactly what human revenge is. If you take it, someone's going to give it back. Or if they don't, it's going to come back as guilt, in pain, and empty fulfillment. That's what human vengeance is. But not God's justice. God knows exactly how to punish, what is just, what is right. So when someone does something evil to us, we need to step to the side and let God come in. The... The second thing, or the third thing that I'm glad I get to show you is, is the next step. We're out of the way, but what do we do? How do we act to our enemies that are in front of us after we're waiting for God to take revenge? Look at verse 20. On the contrary, that is, on the contrary, of taking revenge yourself. If your enemy is hungry, Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Can I finally tell you what I wish I would have done on that platform? (laughs) I wish before they would have left on that train, I would have pulled out my wallet, given them $20 and said, you must be going through a tough time. And I wish I would have done that because I think that's along the lines of what Paul's telling us to do here, is is to do good in place of bad. Look, he he says, give them something to drink and give them something to eat. So now why would I do that? Paul says in doing something like that, You're going to heap burning coals on top of their head. So, you're going to do good things to make sure they really get it in the afterlife, right? That's not what Paul's saying, though. The burning coals are not coals of judgment. What they are are coals that bother someone, burn on the top of their head till they have to shake it off and repent. Can you imagine? If I would have given them $20, how confused they would have been. Like them playing this back in their head, they may have just been like, that guy is such an idiot. (laughs) And maybe they could have laughed it off, but I bet, I bet sometime later it would bother their conscience. And that's what we're here to do. Because in the end, what you're trying to do is you're trying to save their soul. You're trying to save them, you're trying to save them from that judgment that God is bringing. And you're trying to have them be in the same shelter you are in Jesus blood. And that's scandalous. The last thing I'm glad I get to talk about with this sermon, save that other one. Is I get to address this elephant in the room <laughs> that I just created, and that's that you don't think that that would work, that that doing good to those who do evil to you doesn't really work because you know that if someone pushes you, you got to get put, you got to push back a little bit, otherwise they're just gonna walk all over you. This is the way the world works, and I bet you're a little skeptical when Paul says in verse 21 that do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good but i'm here to tell you that it can work overcoming evil with good can work and it has worked and The first reason I know that this can work, overcoming good with evil, is that it worked on us. As the base for Romans 12 is Romans 5, where he says this while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. While we were God's enemies. Think about that. Think of all the terrible things we've done to God. And yet God loved us when we were. His absolute enemies. And who are you now to God? His dear child. The love of Christ can make the two greatest enemies family in Christ. So that's how I know that overcoming good, overcoming evil with good can work because it worked in Christ. And the second reason I know that it can work is because the spirit works. First, he works in your heart to to give you love like that, to love somebody else instead of taking revenge. And secondly, he works through your words. He works through your actions, which are some of the best witnesses we have of our Christian faith to love when somebody doesn't deserve it. And he takes those actions and words and he works on their hearts. And he gives us a satisfaction so much greater than taking revenge. The satisfaction of saving a soul. And what a blessing that is. This morning, I'm glad we just didn't talk about the, the phone story. I'm glad Pastor is my editor. <laughs> and probably you are too. Because we got to talk about something on On a deep level, I got to show you that that this really justice will be served. That although justice will be served, we want our enemies to find the same shelter we have in Christ. And that overcoming evil with good really can and has worked. I pray that when you're on that metaphorical platform, you don't freeze like I did. But you'll know what to do love them, feed them, give them something to drink, overcome evil with good.